everybody. Welcome into the Cubs Weekly Podcast presented by Wintrust, proud legacy partner of the Chicago Cubs, an exclusive home of Cubs Checking. Open online today at Wintrust.com slash Cubs Weekly. As a reminder, we're available on all podcast platforms, so be sure to rate and subscribe. We have a fun podcast for you today. We have Andy Martinez actually sat down with Cubs alumni Darwin Barney. We talked to him at Cubs convention. We talked to caught up with a few of the Cubs alumni at the convention. I got to say, Darwin Barney was one of the more popular guys that we talked to. We had a little setup, a podcast setup in the lobby of the hotel, and there were fans waiting for the conversation to get done. They were waiting for autographs, for photos, uh, even before he got there and sat down with us, like he was being stopped every few feet. So um, it was kind of funny for sure. You know, obviously he wasn't even a part of like uh, um, the World Series winning team, but like he's a huge part of recent Cubs history, won the gold glove in 2012, spent five years in Chicago. And it was a pretty cool conversation because I didn't even realize I'd covered him a bit, but uh, he was actually really good friends with 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 uh, Anthony Rizzo. So before Chris Bryant came around, before Brizzo, there was like Barnizzo or something else, whatever, whatever came before that. Um, so it was cool to hear Darren Barney just talk about his relationship with Anthony Rizzo. Uh, Derek Lee, he told a really, really funny story about when Barney was a rookie, about how Derek Lee uh, was a leader to him and was a leader to the rest of the team. Some Lou Pinella talk, of course, like there has to be Lou Pinella talk. I feel like anybody who even came across Lou during his time in Chicago. Um, and really, you know, what winning the gold glove meant to him, his coaching career after baseball. So it was a super fun conversation with Darwin Barney, and we'll give you a chance to listen to it right now. Hey everyone, Andy Martinez here. I'm joined by Darwin Barney, former Cub. Darwin, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I want to start off asking, you're an Oregon State guy. You you were played, played infield. Do you see any similarities in yourself and maybe someone like Nick Madrigal, who was also an Oregon State guy, played second base? Do you see yeah. any similarities yeah. there? You know, I'll give, I'll give some similarities there. Um, obviously, the Oregon State stuff. Um, yeah. He should have been the all-time hit leader there. Uh, but he got hurt for six weeks, so somehow I kept that. Um, yeah. You know, but the similarities are there. He's a leader. Um, he's a great baseball player, good defender. Um, but there's some differences, too. His bat has more potential than mine did. Yeah. Um, he's just better bat-to-ball skills, and that was what I had. Um, you know, and the game's changing. So, you know, you give that guy a bunch of at-bats, he's going to hit. Yeah. Um, you know, so Nick Madrigal's definitely got, got me on the offensive side, I think. Um, you know, we'll see if he can catch me on the defensive side. What what do you what have you, what was your relationship with him? Like, how, how much have you talked to him? And maybe when he went to the Cubs, did you have any interactions with him? No, I was super excited when he went to the Cubs. Obviously, um, still excited about the White Sox and him getting to experience this city uh, yeah. when he was drafted and all that. But, uh, you know, when he was a player at Oregon State, um, you know, I was in the big leagues and I remember going back down and during spring training and watching them take batting practice. Yeah. And I was like, hey, bro, like, you going to beat my record? You know, <laughs> just kind of shooting him some crap. Yeah. And he goes, why, you scared? <laughs> and that's when I knew right there, like, this dude's a big leaguer, yeah. you know. Um, there's nobody else on that team even that would have talked to me that way with that right. confidence. Um, you know, so he's a confident kid. You know, he's yeah. going he's gonna to do a lot of good things here, I think. So, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. During your time here in Chicago, you played for four different managers. What's that kind of like with that turnover? And is there one that maybe stood out a little bit more than, than the rest? Yeah, um, it, it was an interesting time to be a Cub. Yeah. Um, a lot of turnover. Obviously, the most interesting manager I played for was Lou Pinella, yeah. right? Um, I mean, he was one of a kind. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember in spring training, I rolled over to shortstop three times. 
right? And he goes, hey, son. I don't even know if he knew my name. He was like, hey, uh, why don't you try hitting the ball the other way? <laughs> and I was like, you know, maybe throw a cuss word. And I was like, God, I was trying to. He goes, well, maybe you should try pulling the ball and you might, you know, get jammed the other way or something, just kind of <laughs> talking crap. And, uh, you know, so it's funny. Any, anything you hear from that guy, you remember. You know, it's Lou Pinella. I grew up in Oregon. Like, the Seattle Mariners were our team. Yeah. Um, and there was Lou, right? So yeah. that was a special week for me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I get called up. Lou Pinella's the manager. Um, I'm actually leading off in his last lineup he wrote. Um, ended up striking out three times that day uh, to a lefty throwing hard from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and some of my minor league coaches were like, Dude, be who you are. Stop trying to hit homer. You know, they, right, of right, course, right. just give me a hard time. I'm like, yeah, I was looping those last line. Yeah. Know. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then obviously, you know, Quaddy took over and um, the guys fought for him. And uh, it's kind of a tough situation for him, for, for yeah. anybody to come into yeah. with a team that's, hey, if we do well, maybe we'll add. Right. But the reality is, like, maybe our arms weren't quite there. Right. Um, so Dale Swam was definitely the guy I, I probably got along with the best. Mm-hmm. Him and I were really close. Um, you know, talked a lot about the team and how to get better, how to win. Spent time in our rooms at night, you know, just shooting crap about baseball. Sure. Um, you know, so it was it was definitely interesting to have different leadership. Uh, but I also was forced into a leadership role myself because of it early. You know, right. most times when you think of a leader and, or a vet, you know, they're five, six, seven, eight years in their big league career. Yeah. Um, I'm two years in and I'm salty. I'm a veteran on this team. Yeah. We are so young and we had so much turnover that guys were coming to me for things. Um, because staffs were changing so much, right. you know, so consistency came one way or another. Uh, so it was fun. You know, I learned a lot about you know how to create a consistent culture, how to be a part of that um, with change. But yeah. I also learned a lot about how much it hurts when people come and go. Yeah. You know, this game is interesting. So, you know, Rizzo is my best friend, and then you know we split up, and and we're sad, and we move on with our life, and you try to keep in touch with those guys. So uh, that's the nature of the game. So that and you, you mentioned being into a leadership early when you debuted there was a lot of veteran well-established big leaguers Derek Lee mm-hmm. uh, Alfonso Soriano guys like that what did you learn from them that you were able to use when you know pretty much the next day you're you're the leader on the yeah. team you know I learned a lot I have a, I have a lot of good stories about those guys yeah. uh, that was pr- that was almost pre-social media time yeah right so we had more fun right. uh, <laughs> uh, you know so you know, Soriano was was always like one of my like favorite players. Mm-hmm. Um, and what people don't know about Alfonso is how hard he worked. Yeah. From the other side, when I left, and people asked me about Alfonso, you know, they just thought they thought he was kind of lazy and didn't work hard. And I told them like, man, this guy was out there every day busting his butt, um, and he and he could really hit, right? Just yeah. he just wasn't the best outfielder. He right. wasn't the best defender. That's okay. Um, he worked, so his teammates really respected him. Uh, and that's why there was no issues with Alfonso when he struggled on defense at times um, yeah. because we saw him working, right? Um, and guys like Derek Lee, obviously, I mean, you come into the big leagues, you got this guy next to you. Yeah. Um, good story about him, my first spring training game, we had our workout, white pants, I got dirty, right? And I didn't know I had another pair. Right. So I go to the game wearing these dirty pants. Derek Lee comes next to me and he's like, hey, kid, you ain't got no clean pants? And I was like, I don't know. I was working earlier. You know? like, he's like, bro, this is the show. Go get you a clean pair of pants. And I was like, all right, sir. I'm out. You know, and uh, I, Derek Lee was one of the most genuine, nicest teammates I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, I got some rookie stuff um, to me that happened 
normal stuff, like run the bases and then the whole team leaves when you get to home, right. like just to mess with the young kid. Right. And D. Lee stood there waiting for me, you know, like yeah. um, he's just that guy. Yeah, yeah, I love that guy. So, uh, man, I'd go to war for him. The gold glove that you won, Brandon Phillips, when after you won it, had said he'd won it three of the previous four years and was, wasn't too happy that you had won it. What was your reaction when you heard that? And Yeah. I no, mean, obviously I you deserved it. I remember my quote. I think my quote was, I'd give up my gold glove for a chance to play in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and and that, it was fun to have that little banter with him. I mean, it, it's interesting how this game works. You're, you are who you are until you're a threat. Right. And when I was first switching to second base in spring training, Brandon Phillips got out at second. The inning ended, and I was on defense. And I'm like, hey, man, like, I'm having trouble with my turn moving to second as a shortstop. I know you were a shortstop, too. And he stood out there with me. Man, for a minute and a half between innings at spring training, um, and just told me about turning double plays with two hands and mm -hmm. you know what he does with footwork a little bit. Um, very helpful, very helpful guy. You know, then all of a sudden I become a threat, right? Yeah. <laughs> I become someone who's going to take his hardware from him, and um, and there was some there was some banter there. None of it was really to each other. It was yeah. to the media. Obviously, he wanted the Gold Glove. That's fine. I, I, I had a historic defensive year that year. Yeah. Um, I hit good enough to get it, um, and the next year, I still should have won it too. You yeah. know, but you know, I didn't hit well enough. Right. It's the big leagues. I get it. You got to hit to get it. Uh, but that year, I mean, that was one of the best years I think a second baseman has ever had. Um, yeah. And so it was really easy for yeah. me to kind of just be like, yeah, whatever, man. Say what you want. Right. Um, but it was funny. You see him on the field, and he gets on first, and he looks at me and puts the, this horns up, and he's like. Like that, like I'm like, coming. Yeah, right, right. And and it was just kind of, he kind of laughed after. It was yeah. kind of funny, but it was like we both knew, like, all right, dude, let's go. You right, know, like, right, right. we're going this year for it. Um, and I had a hell of a year. I just struggled with the bat, so yeah. he won it. But but that was fun. You know, I look back, and I respect the hell out of Brandon Phillips, you yeah. know, for the type of game he plays. You know, he does stuff differently. I yeah. won't throw it behind my back. Right. Um, but... Yeah, you know, try to take care of my pitches a little bit differently. Get your Wintrust exclusive debit card. Get your Cubs card. Ooh, I'll take one. How much? Actually, they pay you $300. You heard right. Get a $300 bonus when you open a Cubs checking account with Wintrust. Enjoy all perks and purchase with pride every time with your Wintrust Cubs debit card. $300? Wait, what? I'll take $300. $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $300? $
and I, I didn't enjoy it. I had a hard time because I wasn't invested in the Rangers. Um, yeah. That day I realized, like, when I left, I'm coaching Oregon State, my alma mater, Chicago Cubs, uh, maybe Toronto. I spent two, three years there. Um, but it's got to be something I care about. Yeah. Um, you know, something I bleed, and I, I bleed Cubby Blue. So, you know, I'm hoping in the future to, to get back into this. Uh, my wife wants to live here for some reason. She loved it here. So, <laughs> um, whether it's, you know, doing something like this with you or, or coaching, I have a real knack for coaching. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to find my way back to Chicago somehow. You, you talk about the passion that you have for the Cubs. What about defense? I mean, how much pride did you take in doing that? I know I've talked to a lot of other guys who are like, the hits will come, the hits will go but you can always control the defense. How much pride did you take in that? Well, I had to because it was it was the thing that separated me, right? Like, obviously, didn't swing and miss much, but I also didn't do much with the bat at yeah. times. So um, defense is one of those things you control. We talk about that all the time in development, player development, when it comes to, like, teaching kids about baseball. And what's important is, you know, you don't control a line out, mm -hmm. but – you control pitch selection. You know, you don't control the hop, but you control defense. You can you can work on those things, and and you fully control defense. You control where your headspace is. You control like what you work on and how much time you put into it. Um, and there's not a you know Madison Bumgarner there to strike you out and be better than you. Like right. if it's hit, it's just you and the ball. So, um, you know, those are those things that separate. Obviously, defense doesn't always get you to the big leagues. But nobody plays in, unless they play defense anymore. Yeah. Um, I say it all the time. There's no Carlos Lee anymore in left field. Yeah. You know, when I first came up, there was, man, Carlos Lee in left. You could kind of dump one in there in front of him, right? <laughs> uh, now it's freaking Mookie Betts yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You know, you got track stars in the outfield. So, you know, I think trajectories are going to start working down because yeah. athletes are getting better. So those guys that aren't hitting as many homers are going to have to hit it lower. Um, yeah. But that's just kind of how life works, right? Yeah. So, um, it, it's it's been a fun ride on that app. I do want to before before we wrap this up. I do want to say, we're talking about your offensive game, and you're you're kind of diminishing some of the things you did because you had a walk off in 2012 against the Padres. Do you remember that? And what's what's it like hitting a walk off home run? Yeah. You know, I, I talk about my my offense that way just because it's what I hear about all the time, right. right? They're like, oh, he's another Darwin Barney. Yeah. Right, and that's fine. Like, at least I guess at least I'm remembered for something right I don't know um, but you know I people don't understand like man I led the league in double-a and triple-a in hitting mm -hmm. you don't get to the big leagues without hitting right. um, but it's just a really hard game yeah um, and the guys are really good and, and I'm a real I'm not I'm a realistic person you know yeah. um, and I think that hurt me a little bit is as a player is I knew my skill set yeah and I wasn't blinded by confidence to where right. like screw it I'm gonna just no I'm like okay this is I don't work on this, and, mm -hmm. and it's almost like you lose that flow state sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so I battled that, but but man, like it was that walk off home run is is pretty special. Um, yeah. I don't think I'd ever hit a walk off at any level home run mm -hmm. um, until that one. And I hit another one in the minors a year or two later, but um, man, that day was pretty cool. That was a slider into the wind. Somehow I spun it out of there. It wasn't even like one of my best swings, but. Um, <laughs> You know, that's a day I'll remember for a long time, and um, it was a special moment for me, for sure. You're also a little bit of an actor, right? You, 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 you portrayed a role in Calvin Marshall. Can you uh, tell me, can you tell the story about that behind that? Yeah, you know, I mean, I wouldn't call myself an actor yet. <laughs> um, I don't know, I feel like my whole career was acting. But, um, 
And also a buddy of mine from, from college, his, you know, his dad was in like 200 movies. Okay. He was the first one to die in Critters 2. Okay. Right? So he's just, he's done all these little roles. Um, and they call me up and there's this million dollar film they're making about a junior college baseball player who's not very good but loves the game and sport. And uh, Steve Zahn is, is the, the head coach and he's hilarious. Um, and so I was like, no. I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, right. I'm trying to get away from the spotlight right now yeah. and like just kind of work on the off season here. Um, so then he calls my dad and he's he makes my dad force me to do this thing and and anybody that's willing to talk to my dad and like that. My dad's, you know, he's intense. He's a coach. Um, so I gave in and you know you got your own trailer on set. My name was on it and when I showed up and saw that, I thought they were joking and messing with me and they're like, yeah. no, this is yours. And I'm right. like. What? My buddies are all, I got all my baseball buddies there, like, as extras. Yeah. They're like, oh, can we come hang out? I'm like, no. Is your <laughs> name on the tent? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I let them all in there. Uh, and so they come, and they knock on the door, and they're like, what do you want for breakfast? The craft service is what they call it. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you got? You know, like, <laughs> whatever you want. There's no menu. And I'm like, I'll take a burrito with freaking, uh, and it was just like, it was work during the day, party at night. Yeah. So um, this lifestyle as a baseball player is tough. You're gone eight months of the year. You forget where the forks are when you get home. Yeah. And that's frustrating. But these guys, these actors, man, oof, that life is, they have fun. Right. You know, they, they gather and they hang out at night. And I don't think I would survive that lifestyle, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe now that I'm, like, happily married with all my kids and pretty settled. But, man, those guys know how to live and have fun. And, and that experience was pretty cool. Now, my acting ability... Yeah. yeah, not the best at the time. Um, if you can win a gold glove, I think you can get a little bit better at acting. Well, you know Friends, the, yeah, what Joey says when he has to remember his line, he yeah. does that thinking face. I, I didn't have any of that. I felt like <laughs> the empty space I couldn't fill, so I spoke my lines too quick. Sure. Right, and so looking back, I really wish that I could do it again and, and change some of that. Maybe they wouldn't have cut a couple of my parts. But, <laughs> but, uh, but it was fun, and... and you know, guys give me a hard time for it, but uh, the movie was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. You know, it was a lot of actors I'd seen in my life on TV, and it was fun to hang out with them. And uh, but yeah, I don't. That's definitely not the the life for me. I think. Yeah. Maybe one more movie, so I get my SAG card. There we go. You know, there we go. We'll see. I'll I'll call up my actor buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, Darwin. Thank you so much for joining yeah. the podcast. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's always fun to take a stroll down memory lane with Cubs alumni. Special thanks to Darwin Barney for giving us his time at Cubs convention. And thank you all for tuning in and listening to this podcast. That'll do it for this edition of the Cubs Weekly Podcast presented by Wintrust. Don't forget to download and subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts. And check us out in video form on the Marquee Sports Network app and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in.